This is Off Air. Welcome to another version of Off Air. I'm Rick Corey, hosting for Dan Potter. You know, what we've been doing in the last few years, or for the last few weeks, is introducing you to everybody. And it's kind of funny that I, lay, I left Matt for last, because Matt and I are the people who have been here a thousand years. Right. Off and on. Yeah, <laughs> give or take a week. Yeah. Didn't y'all get fired the same day or something? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, very same day. I think I was, I think I was right after you. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Either way, we were walking out at the same time. Yeah, Aww. either way, right. And at that point, they didn't even let you take your box. They said, go, we come back Sunday, and then we'll let you in. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. They told Wow. You got to go right now. That's exactly what happened. Somebody will meet you here Sunday and watch you do everything, yeah. which is awkward. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Who was yours? I, well, I never got out the door because they rehired me. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well, on yeah. a part-time basis to work on K95. That's how I wound up on K95, actually. Yeah. So. Mine was John Colley, the controller, who's a really nice guy. Yeah. He has a very dry sense of humor. Very and, dry. But he just kind of stood there and watched me the whole time. It was like an executioner. Yes. Was was nearby. At any rate, so we're gonna we're gonna introduce you to Matt, who I I have to tell you, and I said this to you earlier during the CMA Awards a few nights ago. I referenced you several times because you sat on Blake Shelton's porch and had whiskey with him. <laughs> yeah, and you've gone to the bathroom on his toilet <laughs> no oh well, yeah yeah i did he has a he has a picture of uh adam levine hanging over his toilet strategically <laughs> placed and if you're a man standing there doing your business you have to look adam levine in the eye yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that would be best anyway um so tell us your blake shelton story blake is uh, uh he's a, he's an oklahoma guy before um before blake hit it big we brought him to a day in the country, which is a big concert event we used to do back in the day. And that was his first real big concert that he got to do. And he never forgets that stuff. He, In fact, just a couple of years ago, I ran into him and I brought it up to him. And he remembered the name of the family that the, on the farm we were doing the show on, which I couldn't even remember, you know, and I did it year after year after year. So um, Blake has always had a soft spot for his fellow Okies getting in there and playing his music and being one of the first radio stations in the state, you know, we developed a relationship with Blake and he's just a good guy. He he is what you see. There is no on and off camera for him. He, what you see on camera is what you get behind the scenes. 100%. You know, but but it's that way for Garth, uh, you know, and, and most of those people are the same way. Reba seems to be the same way. And all those people from Oklahoma tend to kind of have some of those values. I met Reba once and, uh, I walked up to her and, and she was just standing there and I walked up and she reached out and shook my hand and pulled me in for a hug. So I gave her a hug and I'm not a big hugger. And then she pulls back and she goes, man, I hope you don't get my cold, my cold. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, because I'm a germaphobe. Maybe she was just trying to give you the cold. Yeah. All right. So here's my question though, since I know how we left (laughs) and then got back, but how did you start in this business? How did I start in this business? I wanted to be in radio since I was 12 years old. I, I discovered music. I wanted to be that nighttime DJ that was always playing all the hits, yeah. you know. And, what was and your name you thought back then? Me? I never really had a name. No no handle? No, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Did you I want not? your country name to be Buck Naked. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That's not too late. Buck Naked and cash, cash and Buck Naked in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that could work. <laughs> That's your name, I guess. That's well. He just named me Buck Naked. Did you go to school for radio? I went to broadcasting school. I did. Um, I actually You're the started... one guy who got into radio after broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I actually started out uh, going to Tulsa Technology Center because I wanted to be the engineer. Oh. I thought that would be fun, and I really enjoyed, you know, playing what? with electronics and stuff. Yeah, I was real good at repairing VCRs for a while. That's, you know. Be kind and rewind. That's, yeah. that's coming handy, yeah, right? It's yeah. coming back. You know, vinyl came back. Surely VCA, VHS tapes will come back, right? No? So I 
finally just started playing around with the music enough. I was like, I could probably do this and rigged my own little home unit together there at the house and started pretending like I was a DJ, had my own fake radio station and, 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 you know, did it all. How old were you then? I'm 12 to 13 years old. All right. So you were doing it. Yeah. Did you have a favorite music at that point? Oh, I was into I was into all the pop music. It was this would have been the late eighties, so I was listening to Prince and oh, sorry, yeah. So you, you were know, spinning Van Halen, Prince all that fun stuff. Yep, you know it. <laughs> Tears for Fears was big on my playlist. All right, so still is. When I first met you, <laughs> when I first met you, you, you were doing promotions and all kinds of stuff, and yeah. you were setting up stuff. I mean, you literally did everything ahead of time, didn't you? That was a lot of fun, and it was uh, it was it was kind of my way. I'd already done a morning show at that point. Whenever we met. And you, you declined to hire me at one point, too. Um, <laughs> you were overqualified. <laughs> I was underqualified when I interviewed with you. I had no idea what I was doing. And you were like, you need some time. I remember you telling me that because it made me mad. I was like, I'll show this guy. Were y'all walking but, out oh. as you were getting fired that day? <laughs> yeah, He's I, uh, going on to that one. I worked, uh, I, I worked in marketing. I, uh, I was responsible for the van fleet. My very first weekend of making sure that all the all the vans got to where they needed to go. Everything went fine except for KRMG. The wheel fell off driving back. <laughs> That's kind of bad. And uh, the guy dri- the guy driving it at the time said he was uh, he was getting off at uh, off the BA at Sheridan and he hit the brakes and all he saw this tire go flying by and he goes, "Oh man, some idiot just lost his tire." Then realized all of a sudden as he turned slightly, the van hit the ground and. Yeah, they blame that on me, but I, I didn't even touch the vans even at that point. That's but, what you learned on this business. Yeah. If you're near something, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. <laughs> hey, you're in charge of the vans. You should have checked the I checked I checked the lug nuts every week after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, do you think now that you're program director and and on air and all that stuff, do you think having this, being in promotions, knowing what sales, you know how much that's helped you with your station K95 that's helped out a lot, but you know where I got more experience learning to, to work in this field is waiting, waiting tables. No, not, not waiting Waiting tables. Where'd you work? I I worked at a place called dumplings here at 21st and Sheridan. That's where I met my wife as a matter of fact. And is um, that your name for now? What's that? You should call her dumpling. Oh, heck no. She'd not, she'd beat me up. Um, that, you know, learning that people are just in every kind of different mood you can imagine and trying to work in that environment probably helped me more than anything. Because mm-hmm. people will come in in a bad mood. They'll take it out on you. Are you talking about Natalie right now? <laughs> That's really helped me work with Natalie. I, yeah. I ain't even listening to what he's saying. <laughs> That's 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 what yeah right there. That is yeah. yeah. That describes the morning show. <laughs> waiting on tables helps everybody. Do you ever wait? No, no. Never? I did work at Long John Silver's for like uh, six months when I was a junior in high school. That's that probably works. Yeah, that'll work. That qualifies. Uh, yeah. You had to wait on staff there. On wait Almost, on yeah. Hey, do you remember the the Kodiak Same or thing. Zodiac? What, which one was it over by the mall? Well, Zod- one was Woodland a killer. <laughs> what do you mean? The other is a bear. What do you? Was it a bear? <laughs> oh, the restaurant. Yeah, the restaurant. The Kodiak, oh, yeah. Kodiak oh, yeah. Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. I used to work there. Really? Yeah. I'm obviously, real. I used to be the I used to be the food and beverage guy at Big Splash. Really? Look at you now. <laughs> so when when did you stop being the guy? Uh, oh, that's, the rest that's of what our morning show is like, everybody. Yeah. This is the thing I think weird about is weird about Matt is he's stayed in Tulsa. I mean, that's right. how many years? And were you in radio or have you been? I'm 44. So 19 so years? So I started with... a bigger city. I, I've been here since... I, I, and he could have. I could have. I've had offers, but my family's all here. And why? Mm-hmm. If you, have you ever driven in traffic in a big city or something? I mean, come on. 
It what? sucks. Why I'm did you? Right here. I'm like interrogating him. Why did you? But why did you choose morning five uh, to go? Whatever. Work with me. I'm sorry. Can you rephrase the question yeah. in English this time? I'll start over. Klingon. You don't know Klingon? Why you were the program director uh-huh. for K95. Right. Okay. That's the boss, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then he went and said, I'm going to do mornings with me. Mm-hmm. What made you do that? I have no idea. And I regretted <laughs> it every day. I, uh, You know what? They we were, We had started a search for a new morning show co-host and... There were a couple of people, you and I know one guy that we really wanted to have in the building that we looked at, and uh, they just kept twisting my arm, twisting my arm, and twisting my arm, really doing that. And I was like, it's, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes of a radio station. And I don't think most, you know, we're the astronauts. We're the guys just playing around in space, you know, but then no one sees the guys at the space center and all the stuff that they do. Nerd. There's a, there's a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes of a radio station. So my big worry was like, is this, can I do all this? Can I do the morning show? Can I do the program director position? And they were like, yeah, we will give you the support you need. And then, you know, that's why K95 has more, more of a staff than most oh, of the other God. stations. And you've got, how just, are you enjoying your support? <laughs> I wish I had a little more on the morning show. Yeah, right, right. You and me both. Well, I was, we're going to explain, explain that Matt's the boss at K95. So that decision wasn't necessarily easy. It was not. No, I struggled back and forth with it for a long time. Which would you rather be? If you if they told you right now you have to choose host or PD? PD. Which, really? Yeah. Because? I, I like that side of the job better. I like I like sitting there and programming a radio station. I just There's something appealing about that. I could do it for hours for free. The strategy just, involved. I'm, I'm an organizer. That's what I do. You know, I'm always putting things in their place. I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess OCD is that what it is? I that's that's me. And so that's what programming is. You're just laying everything out. And I wish I had, I could devote my full attention to that because I, I would really fine tune it if I could. So you want to leave me? <laughs> I, if I had to choose between the two, I, I'm being honest. Yeah, I would. I would. Leave if I had show. a choice of you and anything else. I wouldn't choose you. <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheet Natalie. Spreadsheet Natalie. <laughs> One thing about Natalie, she, she takes things a little too personally sometimes. What? I, I would notice that by I'm the I'm crying. Uh, I made her, myself cry. Her forehead right <laughs> into the microphone. When Matt and Nat broke up. We're only a few weeks old. We've already ruined lives and careers. <laughs> Isn't that what podcasts are all about? And you ruined a marriage. Good job. Uh, Yeah, I did ruin a marriage. Yeah. I got a complaint from a listener said I ruined a marriage. How? You remember when the topless thing happened and they said the the girls should go topless? Mm -hmm. We decided just to talk about it for a moment. Yeah. I said I supported it only because if a woman is suntanning in her backyard (laughs) and a nosy neighbor peeks over the fence and sees her, she's going to be labeled like a sex predator or something. Uh, And that's not right. And so I said, under those conditions, I'm for this, and I don't think people are going to be running up and down the streets naked anyway, which I think happened the next I day you, or so. I haven't even seen anyone yeah. naked up, y'all. And there so was naked roller skating somebody, on Riverside. Yeah. Somebody heard me say this on the radio and sent a letter to our boss saying that uh, I had ruined her marriage by talking about this on the air and that she hopes my marriage is ruined in return. And I have no And now he's yeah. getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> So did Whoa. what? How, why? How did did she say? How I many did did did, or did the somebody go outside naked after you did that? No, I think it's just uh, there's some crazy people out there, and they oh, some yeah. That's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Look around at a traffic stop. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, as as people who are listeners don't understand, and, and you 
probably understand intellectually that we get a lot of communication off the air. Mm -hmm. But if I were to play for you all of our open mics mm -hmm. and I were oh, to yeah. read to you all of our text, you'd jump off a building. Seriously. <laughs> Make them up to me one time. Yes, this yes I was thinking that. And she said, you ruined my life. And I'm like, what? She said, you told me that you were very passionate about radio. And I quit school and went into radio, and then I realized I couldn't make a living at it. And I took your advice, and you ruined my life. And she meant it. That wasn't like, advice. Where were that you? Was mad at you for this? Yes. That where were you? That was she just a statement. That That's not advice. I know. I was at an event. And yeah. And, and I said, hey, I was passionate about radio. I'll tell you my story, why I love radio. Right. And how passionate. And I, and it's one of those things like, go for mm. it. You dream something, you know, go for it. And what also, a loser. Take that some makes responsibility. Me so take some yeah. uh, take some ownership of your own decisions. But That's it, what made, we went off about me, it. It still it, does. Yeah, it still affects me because I've never had anybody say that to me. So do you then, when you're making speeches now, because we all get asked to speak, mm -hmm. do you say, this is my story? Yes, I do. Yeah. You, yeah so I you point it out. Yeah, this it's a disclaimer. Passion. By the way, I'm not trying to ruin your life right. here. Right? I don't think I'd lead with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't lead with it, but I think that's probably in there. Look, this is just my story. This is how it happened to me. For me, it was completely by accident. I just wandered in. But it, it's not very often that someone can either do it or not. And the, the biggest piece of advice I give people is, you know, you're different, Mac. You said you went to broadcasting school, but you can do this. But broadcasting school is not going to teach you how to do this. You either can or you can't. It can polish some of your talents, but it can't make you good at this. No. It, it can't do you, make Rebecca, you recommend someone going? I can't say not to. But it's it's this day and age, I don't even think the school exists anymore. I think it's more like an online course, and you're not going to learn that way. You know, what we need to bring back in this industry are the weekend overnight people. Absolutely, yes. which is why, boy, many years ago I said you need a little time. Because had you heard me things. on my first weekend overnight shift, you would be like, this guy's got no future at all in this industry. <laughs> so, What was the first mistake you made on the air? Uh, I said it was Christmas or something like in the middle of July. And it was a like the first air shift ever. I don't know why it came out. It just came out. <laughs> and uh, I, I worked at an oldie station mm -hmm. and then immediately followed that up by, uh, here's the band Cledence Clearlottle Alive. <laughs> Because once you say the one thing, it's like, okay, we're off the tracks oh, here. Yeah. So you worked in oldies? oldies. Yeah, I loved it, too. I mean, it was That's a high-moving format. Two minutes, every two minutes, you're changing out records. Yeah, man. you never got a bathroom break. Never. No, American wow. Pie played when that, that was that was when you know <laughs> not to call the studio. <laughs> started. What did you start? Here. You started here? I started at KRMG. On KRMG. Wow. Mm -hmm. But did you start in country music? I started in, like, old-school country, like Ernest Tubbs, Hank Williams. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Real yeah. country. Zero dollars oh, now. Yeah. Hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Like Casey White, the white guy. In fact, we talked to Lester Holt. Uh, we were interviewing Lester Holt one day, and he started in country radio. Oh, he said, yeah. I didn't know one thing about it. Lester Holt. But again, mm -hmm. you NBC either can Nightly or can't. Yeah. And, right. and, and I'm Lester Holt? This. You talk to that guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, we actually talked to people. <laughs> you talked to the guy from Dateline? Yes. When? Oh, he used to do news in Chicago. You know what's funny is who she thinks is a star. Because you can mention, like, you know, I talked to Muhammad Ali, so. You talked to Lester Holt? Wait a second. No. You he, when you answered, were you, was he like, were you like, hi? And then he said, I'm Lester Holt? Yeah, that's how I'm sure he starts off his conversation. That's how he starts off everything. Is that And then I told him, you ruined my life. <laughs> You think Paul Harvey started everything yeah. with, hi, I'm Paul Harvey. <laughs> Good day. I, I really, no, I, I don't think it probably started that way. All right. Well, so we've introduced everyone now. Except for you. 
Uh, we get to interview you next. Me, yes. Me or Dan. Yeah, I guess Dan and yes. I both. Um, yep. Yeah, you're not wiggling out of it. Don't you meet Holt? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Net, can we lock Natalie Can we get Lester on the phone, please? We're going to have to holster that one I'm for now. I'm Lester Holt. I love him. <laughs> And now, now you know why we like working. Why I like working with you people. I sent you guys all an email. What about two years ago? And said I work with the funniest, yeah. the kindest, the most talented people I've ever done. And I've been here thirty-seven years, and I've never it. had this kind of a group in the. And I've never had this kind of a group in the building where I can walk up down the halls and, honest to God, say I like seeing all of you. Well, and that's, that's true, though. Yeah. That's never happened to me before. It's a good group. It's pretty great. I know. Most of the time, I walk up down the hall and they go, who's the fat guy? All right. Oh. All right, so we'll, but we'll get into Dan and me and, and some others a little bit later on. We miss Gus this time. Sorry to Gus. But we want to tell you once again, you can find this on the station websites and anywhere you can find podcasts. This is off air. Where did, how do that's you great. get Lester Holt?